Welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Hello, this is Michael Sudhalter with the Horns Up Half Hour podcast. Today we have our September uh, post-board uh, podcast with board president Robert Riggs. How are you doing today, Mr. Riggs? I'm doing well, Michael. Thank you. All right. Yeah. So we have several topics. Um, so we'll just get started. The first one is just talking about STEM Spire. This is a really exciting time to be in Cedar Hill ISD with the uh, large emphasis we have on STEM. So tell me about where we are with STEM right now, STEM Spire right now in the district. Those that have not had a chance to go through and tour the facility uh, over on West Beltline Road, uh, you would know that now part of that building is dedicated to the STEM program that is available to our upper grade levels in Cedar Hill. And um, about 180, 190 students are being bused over during the day from different high schools and options, and they're taking part in hands-on STEM learning, so focusing on math. Technology, engineering, um, focusing on hands-on applications of those. It's just great to see. Um, there's in the classrooms you will find murals, everything from a space uh, setting with that highlights um, major accomplishments uh, to those of um, women in STEM throughout the time and the major uh, folks that have been involved in uh, discoveries or in inventions. And it's just a very inspiring place to be, uh, to use the verse uh, or to use STEMspired. And it's a great to see our students at work together in small groups and individually building with their hands, putting in place things that they are learning in the classroom. Okay, great, great. And then we've had, this is kind of dedication season because at the end of last month we honored um, JoLynn Maddox and I know um, with the JoLynn Maddox Teaching and Learning Center. I know you know her not only as a trustee, but also your sons were in her class. And then we have the Lacey family coming up on Tuesday, September 28th. The Lacey family, for those who don't know, they were the first family to integrate uh, Cedar Hill ISD back in 1971. And then on October 26th will be the Dr. Uh, Peggy M. Wilson um, STEM Center, and of course the Lacey family, it'll be the Lacey Enrollment Center at what used to be Beltline Intermediate, so it is a very special time with all of, all these dedications. It, it, it has been one of the more enjoyable aspects of being a Cedar Hill um, Board of Trustee, um, to be able to see these names placed on buildings and really to identify those things that we want to honor and we want to last a long time. And uh, starting with JoLynn Maddox, what an incredible lady she is. She has been a teacher at Permenter um, that goes back to the, my oldest that, that graduated in 2017, had her as a teacher, and so many of the students did. Um, she was such an important teacher within our social studies um, world and history. And um, in her classroom, you would find props that she used 
uh, to spur on the memory and education of kids. Um, I know my children thought of her as the premier standard um, that all teachers in the future were measured by. And I can't tell you how many times we would talk and say that um, our kids had it, you know, we'd ask how school was that day or what they thought of their teachers on the first day of school in the future. And they'd say, you know, she or he is good. She's not Joe and Mavis. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it was fun to see her honored. So after a, a long career, and she continues to coach teachers in the district, um, for us to say that we want to have a building named after a career teacher uh, says a lot about Cedar Hill, and it was one of the most proud moments that I've had. And so what a joy it was. Um, the next two are also very, very moving and very um, momentous for Cedar Hill. Having the Lacey family being on the enrollment center uh, as they came through and break, broke so many barriers in Cedar Hill. Um, great family, great connections to the area. Enrollment center is really quite a great idea from our superintendent where a family that's new to Cedar Hill, instead of having to, to go by an elementary school and a middle school and a high school and have options and not know where to go and, and which of the choice schools to be involved in, having one location to be able to connect all of their kids, get them in the right classes, right settings, make sure all of that's taken care of, um, and, and to have that so centrally located in Cedar Hill right off Beltline Road is it's going to be a great idea, but to honor that family is um, momentous. And then um, Peggy Wilson, uh, a incredible woman who has been a figure in Cedar Hill, um, just a prominent uh, lady of great grace, uh, very active for a very long time, and to be able to name a building after her and um, as a chemical engineer and someone who's been a scientist, um, really broke a lot of barriers in the discoveries and the time that she spent. A great history and another great name to put on a building and to have students and parents um, just be reminded of. And also for us to say, these are the kind of character traits and qualities that we want to, to um, emphasize uh, in our district. Okay, and then um, I know that you all heard from on Monday night, you got to hear from the new principal at High Point, uh, Dwight Perry, as well as um, Mr. William Davis, the principal at Waterford Oaks Elementary. And um, tell me about the presentations that they made before the board on Monday night. As part of the Lone Star Governance Program that the Cedar Hill is in, we have focused everything towards our vision and mission. And that is to unlock every Longhorn's potential. Every student in every classroom in Cedar Hill, it's our responsibility to equip the teachers, the administrators, and to have the tools they need to see those children reach their full potential. And, and that's really what we're striving to do. Uh, we're starting where we are. Um, the, the information from this last year with the pandemic, um, many of the learning goals have suffered in the past year. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so really identifying where we are with each of those courses, classes, um, teachers, um, buildings, and putting in place the, the guides and the structures needed 
our principals are showing that they are hands-on in that work. Uh, so watching Mr. Davis at uh, Waterford Oaks and giving his presentation of just how he's concentrating on uh, the root causes of where students are not meeting their potential and going through the process of building up the teachers and making sure their uh, the, the coaching is there and making sure that the individual students have what they need to, to improve is is right in line with what we want. And also watching Mr. Perry at High Point uh, as he works with his students, both of them focusing on math and reading, um, uh, the core of uh, tracking, both of them using data to analyze um, their performance and how to improve. And uh, we're, we're really pleased with what we're seeing. Progress-wise, we have a long way to go. The district is not where we hope to be uh, in the next four or five years, but these men and others that are leading the, um, the principal work at each of the schools has really made strides in identifying what, what improvements can be made, building the teacher's capacity to implement that in the classroom, and then measuring that on a regular basis. So uh, both of these men did a great job of presenting where they are to the district, and, and it was it was very enjoyable to watch, um, and it was a challenge of, of all the work that's left to do. Okay, and I know that the board um, approved some new uh, policy updates um, during the meeting as well. We do each each year the, or each two years the um, Texas Legislature gathers together and, and implements new laws. Those laws work their way down to both the city as well as the school districts and in the school district we had a list of um, education reforms that were placed in and we uh, identified those policies for the most part these updates just um, kept our current policies in line with the, the policies approved by the legislature um, the one area where you would see a little bit of a difference in cedar hill is along the discipline and oversight. So in the past, uh, grievances would work their way up through the principals and then make their way into the central office uh, at the higher stages. And what we've done is asked through the student services department to have someone that's over the discipline for all the districts. So you would begin to see that common approach no matter which campus uh, within Cedar Hill. And so you'll see some more consistency within discipline in those areas, but really that's not a major change for us. Um, it, they still ultimately end up if, if there's a problem that it surfaces to the board and the board addresses it at that point. Okay, and then I know that the, uh, d the, the board um, approved a uh, um, partnership with uh, the Cedar Hill Action Team. What can you tell me about that? Yeah, we, um, having accomplishing the goals that the district has put before us for academic achievement. Um, it, it takes parents being involved and engaged in their students' efforts in the classroom. It takes great teachers. It takes excellent superintendent and administrative team, but it also takes partners from the community um, to do incredible effort. And one of those groups is the Cedar Hill Action Team or CHAT and that group has been volunteering for the for Cedar Hill and especially within our middle school areas and um, providing after 
hours care and teaching events activities um, just mentoring programs for students uh it and her team at chat have been outstanding and so to have partners like that where we share facilities and allow them to come in and do their work it is really a part of what makes Cedar Hill a great place and will ultimately get us to where we want to be academically, as well as with our character uh, in both our young men and young women. Okay, and I know another um, development that a lot of people are following uh, closely was the um, adoption of a new tax rate. Yes. Yeah, uh, two lined out objectives of a trustee. One is to hire and to oversee the work of the superintendent. The second is to set the tax rate for the school tax system in the, in the community. And um, excuse me as I get my lights turned back on. Um, the, the tax rate that was uh, implemented uh, was another reduction uh, in Cedar Hill, a slight reduction of about four pennies. And that comes from um, compression of the tax rate from the, the state, um, but once again, Cedar Hill is one of the lowest taxed areas in the DFW area. Uh, so I think in the region 10, which is part of where we are region, we're the next to lowest of the 15 different districts included in region 10. So that is a, um, a great uh, way that we're trying to manage the resources that the taxpayers have entrusted to us. But it also helps us to know where we are in competition. So Cedar Hill is in, in competition with other districts to be able to hire and get good teachers, principals, administrators um, paid, uh, and also to care for the safety and well-being of students. And so over time, we're going to have to continue to look at that and make sure that we haven't gotten that rate too low. Uh, we want to be competitive, but we also want to give every opportunity to our students and, and to those that care for our students. So we're watching that closely and continuing to be good stewards of the funds that um, the communities entrusted to us. Okay, great. And then I know um, the board approved a new hybrid uh, K through 12 solution proposal. Yeah, across. Across the state, really across the nation, there are shortages for teachers and also bus drivers, and you'll hear that. Uh, bus drivers, we're continuing to look and find ways to take care of our bus drivers and make sure that our students get picked up delivered on time. But, um, the K-12, it's called Elevate K-12, is an um, organization, a, a company that has developed an online training, online teaching format that we're using now in our um, foreign language programs. Within the district, we currently have five positions that are open um, that are in the Spanish speaking and Spanish teaching um, area. And we've had those for a while. We've been trying to work through those with signing bonuses, with uh, increased pay. Um, across Texas, there's a shortage of qualified teachers in that area. So we're gonna be using this online system where we'll have an uh, expert that will be um, brought in through a class through video conferencing. Uh, there'll be a long-term substitute or a, uh, basically a tutor that's in the room uh, to manage all the specifics of the kids that are in class. Um, but our, our hope is that we will hire um, qualified 
teachers that, that are Spanish speaking and certified. Uh, but until we get that done, we're going to utilize this system to make sure that we don't lose any ground in that important area. Okay, and then finally, um, the district will be working with the uh, College Board on SAT, PSAT prep. What can you tell me about that? It just the um, seeing students challenged with upper level classes, uh, with um, the courses, and the, especially the standardized exams that move us towards um, college entrance uh, is a key area for Cedarville. We want to make sure that we're unlocking every student's potential, not just the low performing, not the students that are uh, going to go into trades or into other areas, but also those that are going to the higher levels of education. And so we are putting in place um, courses that would prepare students for those exams, uh, that would help them to be ready for the kinds of questions that are asked to be able to study and be tutored in those areas prior to the exams. And uh, those courses those are in place as well. Okay, very good. Well, we appreciate your time and um, we look forward to um, speaking with you next month for the October Post Board uh, recap. Michael, thank you very much. And, and again, I know normally Dale joins me or uh, Trustee Dale Sims joins me in these times. And she regrettably is not with us today because uh, she has taken care of her mother in law. Kansas area that passed away and so um, she and Alan are traveling and uh, just know that our prayers and our thoughts are with her and her family at this time. Absolutely our, our uh, condolences go out to the Sims family. Thank you. Thank you Michael. Have a good week. You too. Thank you.